0: Log Talk Radio. I've had some good days. I've had some heels to climb. I've had some weary days. And some lonely now, but when I, when I look around, and I think things over, you know what, well, all of my good days, outweigh my bad days. I, I won't complain. Sometimes the clouds can low. I can hardly see the road. I asked the question, Lord, Lord, why so much pain? But He knows what's best for me. Oh, my weary eyes, they can't see. So oh, I'll just say, thank you, Lord. <laughs> ah, I want some blood. Apostle? Yes. <laughs>
1: This is Apostle Alexander Lachemi, the Bernie Bush Church, 42 North 13th Street in Irwin, North Carolina. We apologize for the delay, but uh, but God got such a message this afternoon that the devil's mad. You know, people don't realize uh, uh, the power of the enemy against saints, how you get in their airways, and, you know, he'll he'll get all in your life circumstances and situations that that make them seem like uh, it's it's not normal, but it'd be the devil all the time. You know, he he he, he throw his rocks and hide his hand, but that's all right. We're gonna give him no praise this evening because we, we come to denounce, amen, his uh, that he's been defeated. And God has been exalted in Jesus Christ is Lord and that's a blessing all in itself. Sometimes we sit around talking too much about the devil. He kind of like that because we just talking about it. But we ain't gonna talk about him this evening. We're gonna talk about what God's gonna do against him. How God is gonna give us victory over him in the name of Jesus. So we thank God again this evening for an opportunity to come with you. We pray you got your Bible. You got your ears open and listening to the word of God because sometimes uh, 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 it just takes a listening ear. Uh, Sometimes we overcome by the word of one another's testimony. We are strength one to the other. I'll be glad when the body of Christ realize that we're working with one another. All pastors are working for the same God. All apostles are working for the same God. All evangelists and all uh, uh, a prophets that are working for the same God. I ain't never seen such a vision. But well, folk over here think they're working for one part of God, and this person over here think they're working for a, or, or another part of God, and another person think they're working for another part of God. You don't have to work for parts of God. The Holy Spirit going to do that. For the Bible said the Holy Spirit had many administrations. All we got to do is work into administration, allow God to use us. On the bottom line, it's all about God, and it's all about us. No, it ain't just all about, we say that, it's all about God. It's all about, no, baby, it ain't all about God. If it was all about God, God would never said, love the Lord thy God with all thy heart, with all thy soul, all thy strength, and then love thy neighbor as thyself. He wouldn't even have threw that in there if it was all about him. No, it's all about you loving your neighbor so you can love God. You can't love God and not love your neighbor. You can't be mean at your neighbor. Won't even speak to your neighbor. You got your customer. You saved and sanctified. Holy Ghost seal inside. Tell me which Holy Ghost you got. I ain't judging you. I just want to know what Holy Ghost you got. Because your Holy Ghost just got you acting like that. He won't let me act like that. The old folks, they won't even educate it. They sung a song say so he won't let me hold my peace. That, that same Holy Ghost that the old folks here had. Hey, they won't let you act crazy. This Holy Ghost won't let you run around committing adultery and fornication and then preach on Sunday morning like you ain't done nothing. This Holy Ghost, I'm talking about don't do that, baby. You need to change your Holy Ghost if he's letting you do that. Huh? Because so this Holy Ghost, I got high shot. He got hold of my reign. You hear me? If you ain't got the Holy Ghost that got hold of your reign, you got the wrong Holy Ghost. Hot tie, Bobo Did You hear what I say? Yeah, my shit. I don't know what I don't know how this going to end up. I wrote down a few scriptures, but this ain't me not go the way I'm expecting to see. I'm gonna let the Holy Ghost. He told me in that hour, I'll tell you what to say. I know I wrote down enough to maybe cover this hour, but the Holy Ghost said in that hour, I'll tell you what to say. Church of the Living God, it's time that we quit quit. It's time that we quit lying on the Holy Ghost. Mm-hmm. You can't have the Holy Ghost and be mean. You can't have the Holy Ghost and be honorary. You can't have the Holy Ghost and keep building this in you. He won't let you. This Holy Ghost will burn it up. John said, I baptize you with water. But the one come after me that will baptize you with fire and the Holy Ghost. He said, he shall baptize you with the Holy Ghost. And that with a mighty burning fire. Huh? John said, and that fire will burn up the chaff with an inquisitive fire. Burn it up. Not a natural burn, but a spiritual burn. It'll burn up lust. It'll burn up line. It'll burn up pedestrians. It'll burn up habits. It'll burn up strongholds. It'll burn up weights and singing. It'll burn it up. I don't care what you say. The Holy Ghost will burn it up with a consuming fire. All you got to do is give it to him. You may lay down one way, but you will wake up another because the Holy Ghost is a consuming fire. And he'll burn up that mess that is going on in your life. Keep walking around telling them, I'm only human. God understands. You need to cut that mess out so you can keep on doing what you're doing, so you can keep on laying in your sins because you're only human. You were human, baby. You're spiritual now. You're a child of God. You've been born again. You ain't human no more. You super. You supernaturally been born again. You're a new creature. So you need to act like that. And quit walking in your old way. You ain't in your old way, no. You've been born again. The whole old thing passed away. The whole old thing become you a new. You a new creature. Not only you a new creature, you up to teach it. You don't you qualify to make it to the top, to hold a position. And here you still doing the same thing you were doing before you got in the position. No, baby. It's a responsibility. And I just want to thank God. I got all excited that y'all in the name of just, oh, I ain't got to take up for God. People tell me i got to take up for God. I ain't got to take up for God. God's going to take up for his own self. He called me to take up for him. I ain't big enough to take up for the Lord. He's going to take up for himself. But I got it back, David. I'm on his side. Oh, yes, I. Now, I get jealous when you get to the top of my, my God all crazy, like, like you don't know what's going on. Because he's God. He's Alpha and Omega. He's the beginning and the end. He's the first and the last. He's the lily of the valley. He's the brightest one of the stars. He's the lifter of uh, my head. He's my strength when I'm weak. He's my joy when I'm sad. Oh, my, my doctor in the sick room. He's my lawyer in the courtroom. And my food on my empty table. And he's clothes on my back. And I can go on and on and on. And if he's that to me, he's that to you. He said, if he feed the bird or the hare, if he clothes the lily of the valley, he said, will I not close you? Oh, you little faith? We need to lift our faith up. Huh? We need to lift up our faith up. We got our faith in the wrong place. So I just bless the Lord. I thank God. Thank God for Apostle Hodges allowing us to, to 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 be able to be part of this broadcast. May God bless her, and continue to have a smile upon us. We're going to get in your word. We're going to go to 1 Samuel 30. We want to talk tonight on 1 Samuel 30. We started at the
0: first verse.
1: And in 1 Samuel 30, starting at the first verse. Of 1 Samuel, the 30th chapter. When it came to pass, when David and his men were come to Ziglag <clears throat> on the third day, that the Amalekites had invaded the south, and Ziglag smitten, and smitten Ziglag and burned it with fire, and had taken the women captives that were therein. They slew not any either great or small, but carried them away and went on their way. So David and his men came to the city. And behold, it was burnt with fire. And their wives and their sons and their daughters were taken captive. Then David and his people that were with him lifted up their voices and wept until they had no more power to weep. And David, two wives were taken captives, Ahimenoah, the Jeromalites, the Ger- the, the and Abigail, the wife of Nabal, Kermalmite. And David was greatly distressed, for the people spoke of stoning him, because the souls of all the people were grieved every man for his son and For his daughters. But David encouraged himself in the Lord his God. I want to talk this evening to everyone that is listening to me. I'm going to make it simple. Sometimes you have to encourage yourself. Somebody sitting next to you, somebody listening, if not it's just you there, say it to yourself. Sometimes you have to encourage yourself. Oh, that's enough to run up to the store and come around come at right, right down. I, I could just shut this thing down right now. That's enough right there that make me go through the rest of the week. Sometimes you have to encourage yourself. Some of you would be amazed how much you lean on others. And don't please don't misunderstand me. There's nothing wrong with having others helping you every now and then. But some of you lean on others, like four legs on a chair, you can't go nowhere unless they're right there. You lean too much on them. You lean too much on them. You don't realize how much you leaned on them. It's okay to lean on somebody, but it don't. It's a dip, but it's another throw when you live on somebody. Now we take things and we take them too far. We take them and we we make it a lifestyle. Now when whenever uh, they came out with social services. It, that's what it was. It was to help people get over. It was a stepping stone to help you get out of whatever you were going through and go on with life. But some people took it for granted and made it a lifestyle, and they lived in it and never went no further to self-sacrifice. They want God's fault. They want they fault. Because rather than keeping their eyes on God and thanking God for self so they could come to the next level and get out of the ghetto and get out of the hood Get out of the Bronx, huh? Go the ghetto because social service ain't going to get you out of the Bronx. Social service ain't going to get you out of the ghetto. Social service ain't going to get you out of the hood. They were never intending to get you out. Actually, they, they confined you. Actually, they were sent to bind you up. They were actually sent to limit you so you couldn't go but so, so far. Uh-huh. Telling you every, every, t- Telling you, you ain't uh, can't make but a certain amount of money. And if you're making any more than that, you got to report that you got to tell them if somebody gave you some money. you got to tell them if you found some money. you got to tell them if you got $10 more than the money you're supposed to have. How are you going to prosper? How are you going to come out of the hood? How are you going to come out of the Bronx? How are you going to come out of the ghetto when you're in a locked-in situation? And that's all social service does. It got you in a locked-in social situation. I left social service one afternoon. Because I went there for help and thought they were going to help me. They asked me for all my information, and I told them everything I know, even what was going on in the backyard. I'm sitting with a smile on my face so they can come on and give me a check or whatever, going to give me so I can go buy some groceries and go back home and tell my wife how good God been. And they come telling me they couldn't help me. See, I made too much money. Here I am broke. I ain't got no money. They tell me I made too much money last month. I got to wait a whole month and then come back to my income come down. I left there that day. I said, God, unless it be you, I never stepped my foot in this place again. And as far as I can remember, I did not. Nah, that been many years ago, many, over 25, 30-some years ago. I said, I never stepped my feet. I ain't kicking nobody who go. You that go got to go. Keep on going. But learn how to stand on your own two feet. Learn how to not allow social service to imbound you. Well, you got to sit and wait on that that stamp and wait on that, that, that check first of the month, and then sometime it don't come. Sometime it don't show, and you really need it. And sometimes they tell you, here you sitting there waiting for them to send you a check. they send you a letter to the mail, telling me you forgot to sign your name. And when they could have to send you your check and let you sign the thing, your name on that paper, and still send you your check, they're going to sit there and hold your check another week and know that you in need because you forgot to sign your, your, sign your name in the wrong place. Or you didn't put your birthday down right. Or you left one of your children off. Crazy mess like that. to keep you all depressed. and keep you all in anxiety. Oh, they cut your check because they heard that you got a check from from JoJo or Jimmy Lee. And now they cut your check $125 because they heard you got some money. Keep you bound all the time. But you got to learn how to encourage yourself that you're going to make it. That you're not going to depend on somebody else. uh uh, uh-uh. To get you over to where you need to go. So when you start depending on people, a lot of the times they start using you. They take advantage of you because they know that you need their help. So for that reason, they use you. Now let's go back to the book of First Samuel thirty and six, thirty and one. We see these stories about David. Now understand. Let me share with you. Let me back up. You ever see how movies come on now? Excuse me. And when the movie come on, it'll play. It'll start playing the end of the movie. And then all of a sudden, it'll come across the stream
0: <clears throat>
1: six months earlier. Now what they're fit to do is go back six months, excuse me, they're going to go back six months and explain to you why this they showing you now at the end of the movie, why it's happening. <clears throat> excuse me, because something happened six months ago. That is causing this incident that is occurring right now. So what they're going to do is they're going to go back now six months and start playing the movie on what what occurs and see. I'm going to go back now before we get to this part in the zigzag where the uh, family is on. <coughs> Please excuse me. Let me get my call, sir. Please. Uh... Please excuse me just a moment. Sorry about that. I'm getting over a cold, but we're going to be all right. We're going to get through this. So, so David and his men just came from war. They done went all over the land. They don't kill people. And when David, when they kill, when they went to 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 take over a city or or attack a city, David, you kill the men and women. You kill everybody. They kill men, women, children, everybody. Now understand, David and his men have just done this. They've been gone for weeks, uh, raiding cities, killing people, taking lives, coming back with the with with the fraud. So now they get back home and found out their city been burnt to the ground. All their family gone. What more can they expect than what they just done? We've got to understand now, they've just been coming back from a rage where they took the life of other people, killed mama, dad, father, everybody. So how could they think that they... Family was safe. Of when they have just come back doing the same thing that these people just did, but ain't God good when you got God on your side? Now, even though David them just went out and did this, and all his two, his, all his six hundred men, even though they went out and they was doing all this, and the enemy come back to do the same thing to them that they did, God did not let the enemy hurt not one hair on their head, huh? When somebody said to me one day, they was like, I mean, they were very discouraged. They said, I don't see no good in serving the Lord. What do you get out of serving God? I wanted to get angry and upset. And I said to him, everything, use everything. I said, the devil got you faking that you don't get nothing. I said, but the benefits for serving the Lord are great. They're beyond finding out. And I ain't fit to stoop that you no know, fall for what you just said. I don't see no reason to serve the Lord. What has he done? He done a lot for me. He bought me. Don't get me started. I'd started a sermon right now. He bought me from a mighty long way. Don't let people talk your God down you know, or let people talk down in front of your God and you know God is good. He's a way maker, a prophet and a mind regulator. He can do it. He will do it. He done done it so many times. So here David them is thinking that, you know, maybe these men thinking that maybe their family dead. Cause hey, you just coming from from off the land. You just coming from killing folks. So what's right is for them to let your family live, when you just come from killing the family. So they're they are thinking their family dead. They ain't dead right there, but maybe they laying all out in the field somewhere dead. Cause so they can't believe there ain't none of them hurt, because that that wouldn't be right. That don't even sound right. And they crying and they upset. And David, who David is upset. He done lost him his two wives and his children. He upset too, and he crying, and he, he depressed. And the Bible said he, he on greatly distressed. He won't distress. He was greatly distressed. But look why he was greatly distressed. He was greatly distressed because the men now, their anger, their hurt, their sorrow, their bitterness is going to another level now. Now they are than one another. Now you got 600 men over there. I don't know why all 600 of them were with them, but they're saying it David followed. And we had been here, Dick wouldn't happen. He didn't want to keep us away from here for a week out of week. I told him we should have came home early. I told him we had another. I told him we should not go to no other city. We need to come on back home because we've been gone for a while. But no, he wouldn't listen. It's his fault. He's the reason that we've lost our family. And we ought to kill him. The sisters, they talked about stoning David. That means kill. They were talking about taking David alive. Stone David to death. And David had to, hey. David had to suck his feelings up. He never bad? David had to scowl his feeling. He had to overlook his feeling. He didn't say, well, bump my feeling. I can't say his feeling like this, sir. Because these people, oh, you talking about killing me. So David had to change the way he felt in order to change the situation. Because they're over there talking about killing him. So David told one of his men, the priest, said, bring me the apple. That's the thing that you put around you, around your waist like a girl, when you prayed unto the Lord, there's a way of respect. It's a way of showing God respect. humbling yourself in the presence. David said, bring me the apple. And they all looking at David, and David David here trying to, so he dries up his tears. He told them, bring me the apple. And they brought David the apple. And David took the apple. And David tied that apple around his waist. And David looked up to the heels of God. And he said, oh, God, Oh, who created the heavens and the earth. The enemy have come in now, God, and the enemy took my family, my two wives, and all my children, and all my men, wives, and children. And, God, the enemies are great, God. They're not just thousands, they're tens of thousands. I ain't got but six men, God. And he got tens of thousands hundreds of thousands, scattered out like the grasshoppers on the ground. And I don't know what to do, God. I don't even know where my family is alive. I don't even know where they're lying. Well, all I want to know what should I do, Lord? Should I pursue after them? Or should I just not? Well, I, am I wasting my time pursuing after them? Or should I just stay here and count a loss? And God said pursue. God said go ahead. Go after them. And he said not only shall you recover them, not only shall you recover them, not only will you get it, you will get it all back. You ain't going to lose none. You ain't going to lose none of your servant. You ain't going to lose your wife. You ain't going to lose none of your, ch- your son, your, your children. Your men they ain't going to lose none of their wives and their children. You're going to get everything back. God says pursue. David encouraged himself. And by David encouraged himself, listen, by David encouraged himself, the atmosphere changed. You see what I'm saying? There was murder in the atmosphere. There was bitterness in the atmosphere. There was anger in the atmosphere. There was resentment in the atmosphere. There was sorrow in the atmosphere. But when David encouraged himself, the atmosphere changed. Baby, discouragement cannot stay in an atmosphere of encouragement. Did you hear what I said? Discouragement cannot stay in an atmosphere of encouragement. Joy, sorrow cannot stay Where laughter is You hear what I'm saying If, if you Laugh and sorrow got to go Sadness Can't stay where gladness is So what you have to learn to do Even though you're going in the situation Now understand you're going to go Through the trial we all have trials and tests You're going to go through the trial the trial is going to come I, I, I'm not telling you it ain't coming because it is, trial is going to come. We all going to be tested and tried. The Bible said we all going to be tested and tried. But the thing is, how are you going to act? How are you going to handle your trial? You going to go through it encouraging, or discouraging? You going to go through your trial sad, mad, angry? You know those sayings that don't come, that don't come out looking like what you've been through. That's many times what we do. We come out looking just like what we've been through. God don't want you to come out looking what you like what you've been through. God don't want you to come out – you're going to go through the trial and you're going to come out. But when God bring you out, God want to bring you out with a testimony. Mm-hmm. He want to bring you out with a smile. He want to bring you out with joy. You've got to know that you're going to come out victorious. So since you know you're going to come out victorious, you need to talk, start talking victoriously about what you're going through – Start talking about it. Quit talking negative. Quit talking about another another day of Monday. Monday is just like Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Quit cursing your Monday. A rainy day of Monday. Hanging around. I Nothing to do but frown. A rainy day of Monday. Always get me down. I even was singing that song one day, even as I got saved, because I sang it so much when I was lost out there in the world. And I wasn't even thinking about it. And when I was singing, the Holy Ghost told me, don't sing that no more. I said, Lord, Jesus. See, you can be so obvious that you're doing something and don't even know it's wrong. Here you are feeding sorrow. If you sing a song that's feeding sorrow? Have you singing a song that's feeding bitterness? Then you need to quit singing that song because God is not pleased. He don't want you feeding your misery. They say misery love company. Misery loves songs too. Singing a song, huh? Y'all know what he haw had. So everyone for bad luck, we have no luck at all. That's what a he heart song was. Because they want to see the sorrow. That's what people do. They love. They love blues. That's why blues. That's why God don't want to sing in blues. It's not. That, it's not that the blue. It's not nothing wrong with. It's not that. We're, uh, it's not the song. Is what the song is singing. See, it's what the song is saying. It ain't no cuss or It's the blues. It's a song that makes, It's a song that feeds your blues. Feeds your sorrow. Feeds your bitterness. And God is not pleased that because He don't want you feeding your bitterness. He don't want you feeding your sorrow. He don't want you feeding your tears. He wants you to get up. <coughs> Excuse me He wants you to get up out of Molten Valley You've been in Molten Valley too long Down there feeding that old, old, old sorrow Want somebody to come down the way you are God don't want nobody to come down won't you. He wants you to come out of it So we just thank God Hi David Asked for the apple God told him to go ahead and pursue You know the story He pursued and recovered all He got all that he lost and he rejoiced, cause God is not a land God. God gonna do just what He said. First Thessalonica, five and eleven. Therefore, encourage one another, and build up one another, just as you have also are doing. That is something that saints are thought they're doing. That is something that I see saints don't do much now. Is encourage one another. You for the encourage one If you done made it, you done got up there, and God done bless you. It don't matter what financially, it might be financially, it, it, it don't matter what it might be. But God done bless you. Remember to encourage somebody else. Don't act like you don't know that you were down on the bottom one time. That ain't, that ain't encouraging them to come out. But I, ain't nobody helped me get here. Nobody didn't ask you that. Ain't nobody helped me get here. I got I got here on my own. No, you didn't get here on your own. God is the one who helped you got the way you are. And God wants you to help somebody else. Get the word are. So encourage one another. Every time you get an opportunity, encourage someone. If they're sick, encourage them they're gonna be well one day. Encourage them that sickness is not gonna last always. You will see your sickness is last always. So why what so what makes you think their sickness is gonna last always? It's not. But they need your help. They need you to encourage them. They need you to encourage them. That that, that trouble is not going to last. always. way it ain't. Ain't no trouble going to last always. way. If God be for you, who then can be against you? So what the shepherd says, if God be for you, Who then can be against you? <clears throat> First Thessalonians 5 and 14, we urge you, brothers, admonish the, the unruly, encourage the father, the fake, faint-hearted. Help the weak. Be patient with everyone. Learn how to go beyond you. Quit seeing people fault and talk about them. You can encourage a person if you see them doing wrong, especially if they are Christian. I don't really care if they're in leadership position. You tell them when you see them again that what, that what you did the other day wasn't Christ-like. You know people are following you, people looking at you, people expecting the best out of you. And what you did the other day uh, that that wasn't that wasn't godly. So you know I I pray I was praying for you. You know that you would acknowledge that what you're doing uh, is not not is not what people do walk in the light does. And when you begin to encourage people and not try to seeing them, that then that might help them. You might save a brother's soul, cause them to get back on track. said admonish him, lift him up. Uh-huh. Even the unruly, encourage them that they're wrong with being unruly. Learn how to speak well of folks, so, and God will take care of the rest. 5, five and 19 said, speaking to one another, and songs in him, the spiritual song. Singing and making melody with your heart in the Lord, encouraging yourself, and encouraging others, speaking in song, that spiritual song, singing. Keep your heart full of melody, not meanness. Melody, having a mental heart, speaking nice to folks. Folks sitting around listening to you, and, and, and they are hearing what you say. You think folks ain't listening while you're there at, at the fast at the fast food restaurant or over there at Golden Corral or Western System or wherever you might be, you think ain't nobody listening to you while you're sitting there at that table. You just left church, and you're talking, and here it is. Folks are listening to what you say, and and what you're saying is not good because now you're leaving a bad report for other people to listen to about people, somebody in the church. There's no place to be talking about people in the church. You're going there to eat. You're going there to, 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 eat, to eat, eat dinner or whatever. You're not going there to scandalize somebody's name for somebody to talk about them when they see them again. We're so easy, allow the devil to, to use us in places and don't even realize we're doing it. Call folk names like we're so perfect. We all have sinned and come short of the glory. Ephesians 5 and 21 said, and be subject to one another in the fear of the Lord, oh, the, a, a, of Christ. We didn't realize that we were supposed to be subject to one another in the body of Christ, not for trying to be authoritative over one another, but subject to one another, listening to one another, because you could tell me something. I can tell you something. We could tell each other something, but all we have to do is listen. All we have to do is humble ourselves. The Bible says humble ourselves in the sight of God, and he said he will exalt us in due season. All we have to do is be subject to one another. in 6 and 23, peace, peace be to the brethren and love with faith from God and the Father, the Lord, Jesus Christ. Follow, walking in peace with one another, that's something we've forgotten to do. It to walk in peace with one another. Because when we walk in peace with one another, God's going to take care of the rest. we got to walk in peace with one another isaiah forty one and seven so the craftsman encouraged the melt the smeller, and he who smoothed the metal, the metal with the hammer encouraged him who beats the anvil, saying of the solder saying of the soldering it is good, and he fashioned it with nails so that it will not falter. Working together. Encouraging one another. Deacon encouraging mother. Mother encouraging the trustee. Trustee encouraging the Sunday school. Uh, uh, and they, they, they encouraging the pastor and the leader. Everybody working together. The Bible says lift one another higher than yourself. Esteem one another higher than yourself. When we esteem one another higher than yourself, then it keeps you humble it's because you don't Go taking no, no high place. <clears throat> when you're always telling somebody else how good they're doing, you ain't got time to exalt yourself to how good you're doing. Somebody else will tell you how good you're doing. That's the way that works. So don't you sit around trying to uh, uh, blow your own horn. Amen. But if we, we, we're we living in a discouraging time. Have there ever been a time of discouragement? But all that done happening now, with the virus come through and and it and took so many lives. The COVID virus come through. And the other viruses that come through. So many epidemics have caused so many people to be gone. Thousands and thousands, millions of people are gone. That was, that was, not, that was here five years ago. They're gone now. They're gone never to be come back. And we are left. We that are left need to love one another. We that are left need to encourage one another. We that are left need to lift one another up because we're here today and we may be gone tomorrow. Some of you need to go to your family. Some of you need to encourage your, to go to your loved one and encourage them. Some of you ain't even spoke to them in a long time. You waiting for somebody to call no family union. Ain't nobody called no family union yet. You need to call your own family union. You need to go to people and aunt and that uncle. You ain't spoke to that aunt. You ain't for that brother, that sister, that brother-in-law, that sister-in-law, that niece, that cousin, folk that you ain't talked to in a long time. You need to go to them and encourage them. You, you don't never know who, who who need encouraging. You need to ask the Lord, who can I go to? Who can I encourage today, Lord? What family member can I go to encouraging today, God, to lift up their spirit, oh God? Their spirit is bowed down. They're they broken. They want to throw in the tile. They done had enough, and you don't realize they had enough. It didn't look like you they had enough. You don't look at what looked like. Sometimes the very folk that look like they ain't had enough, and done had enough, ready to quit, ready to throw in the tile. Then they got a bad report from the doctor, and that ain't make it no more good. Romans 12 and 10, be devoted to one another in brotherly love. Give preference to one another in honor. Ain't that something this one another. to uh, tell them when they got to singing in the choir? You did such a wonderful job singing in the choir. Don't act like that they didn't sound like a hummingbird. Don't act like what they were saying. It didn't sound like nothing. You could have did better if you was in the choir. You ain't in the choir. So learn how to encourage people when they get through doing things that they do for God. For whatever was written in, in earlier times, Romans 15 and 4, for our instruction, so that through prep, uh, perseverance and the encouragement of the scripture, we might have hope. This is where we get our hope from. From the scripture, perseverance means to hang on in there. It means to endure, to persevere. It means not give up. Even though you want to give up, even though you want to stop, you have to go on anyway. You have, that means go to the extra. You got to put the extra in there. Persevere means to go to the extra, go extra mile. Go beyond that point where you say, well, I'm stopping right here. I can't take no more out of hell enough. I'm going to give up. No, you got to persevere. That's when you got to put it in four-wheel drive. It's like driving a four-wheel drive. You're, you're, it's mud, you're in the mud now, but it got a four-wheel drive on it. So what you do when you kick that four-wheel drive and you're persevering now, you're making that car do what it would not have done. you got to make yourself do what it would not have done. you got to go beyond the break. you got to go beyond the norm. you got to encourage. You know, David said, I encourage myself in God. That's what you quick. You can encourage yourself in your money. can't encourage yourself in your hood, but it's in your wife. Sometimes you go looking for people, and looking for people, and you can't find them, and get mad at the people because they ain't there. Because you thought they were to be in place to encourage you. I had people who get mad at me because they call me up for prayer. They want to call me up for prayer, but I will not in place. And when they saw me, they were upset because they thought I would have been standing waiting for them, huh? But I had to let them know you 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 can't depend on the pastor to be there all the time. Pastors can't be there. How good your pastor is. Pastors can't be there all the time. Sometimes pastors, sometimes God will have pastors out of the place, so to teach you how to learn, how to walk, in faith, how to encourage yourself, how to know that God is able to hear your prayer, huh? Sometimes we don't, we we won't trust in our own prayer because we always leaning on somebody else. Ain't nothing wrong with leaning on folks, but don't begin depending on them. Know that God is able. Know that God hears your prayers too. And he's just waiting for you. It just call him up. He's just waiting for you to call him up so he can show his glory. Finally, brother, first Thessalonians four one, finally then, brother, we request and exhort you in the Lord, Jesus, that you receive from us instruction as how to walk and please God just as you actually do that you excel the more. Paul said he encouraging them. Paul encouraged them to walk, and he saw them walk. Uh-huh. In God. We got to walk in God. We ain't God, but we got to walk like God. And we walk like God. in God. We walk like God. Walk in God. Do what God say do. Let the attributes of God manifest themselves in us. Let the attributes of God manifest itself in us First of all, in five and one said now at the time and the apple brethren have no need for anything to be written to you. We need to learn some that we already know. Keep on somebody to tell us the same thing over and over again. tell us something new, but if you would do what you already know. Nobody wants to keep coming back telling you the same thing over and over again, something new to do. Because God just wants you to do what you've already been told to do. Do what you've done been told to do. Amen? Isaiah 41 and 6, each, let each one help his neighbor, saying to his brothers, be strong. Help your neighbor. Comfort your neighbor. That your neighbor can, might be strong. Your neighbor needs your help. Don't act like you don't know your neighbor there. Go from day to day. Now there, you ask, people say, who live next, though? They don't know. Folk don't communicate no more. Folk don't fellowship no more. And, and, and if an angel did come, we won't know nothing about it because we don't fellowship no more. The Bible said, "Be careful that you entertain an angel unaware." Wouldn't it be nice if we if we invited an angel in our home? And he stayed with us all day long. Oh, what a blessing that might be! Wow, what a blessing might come out of that. I remember the woman. I heard this story about this family who invited an angel in. They didn't know what an angel. And they stayed with him and fed him, and kept him a whole week. And when the angel left, the angel thanked them for helping him. And the angel walked out and left and went out the front door. So they went out behind the angel. And when they went out behind the angel, as far as their eye could see, they ain't seen nobody. It was impossible for him to disappear, to walk out of sight, because they could see clear as far as they could see. And they saw the man no more. They didn't see him no more. But for the next seven years, they got a check in the mail for $10,000. They didn't only know where it come from. Ain't God good? Oh, yes, he is. They fed the angels, and God blessed them. God has a way. That's why the Bible says, God, let you entertain angels. You're shedding your dough to everything. You might be shedding your dough to the blessing, to an angel. Ephesians 4 and 32, be kind to one another, tenderhearted, forgiving each other, just as God and, and Christ also forgive you. That's an encouraging thing to do. That's an encouraging thing to do, to be kind to one another, not be bitter to one another, don't be talking about one another. We're not supposed to talk about one another. Can I pause there? We're saints. We're Christian. We ain't no – we're brothers in the Lord. Some of us act like we're misfits. We, we act like some of my brothers in the Lord, and the others are misfits. Uh-huh. They're outcasts. They ain't, from, they ain't from the same mama. That where we act like in church. We treat some Christian like they they're not our real brother, our step brother our step brother. Or they are half brother. They are our mystic brother. They're a brother from another mother. And if we treat people just like that in church. But so we are all brothers and sisters. We all been born again. We and I you notice they say we ain't got but one father and he God. One father. So that means that we all we all are brothers and sisters, whole brothers and sisters in the spirit. Ain't no mixed, ain't no orphan, ain't no half brother. We're whole brothers and whole sisters, and for that reason, we need to love one another like we whole, and encourage one another like we whole. That's what we need to do, and quit acting like we don't know one another, like it's a like it's a mystery to us. Who are you? That's what we act like. Who are you? Hebrew 3 and 13, but encourage one another day after day as long as it is still called today so that none of you will be hardened by the deceitfulness of sin. Sin, we we, we ain't made to heaven yet. Just because we didn't sin today, you think devil ain't going to try to make us sin tomorrow? He don't care because we didn't sin today. He want to make us sin tomorrow. That's his job. Either try to keep us out of the will of God by keeping us to sin. But we ought to encourage one another. You got somebody, you know they've been born again, you know they saved, and you see that the devil trying to make them sin and do something wrong. Don't judge them. Go encourage them not to do it. Tell them don't do that. Tell them don't do that. Come on, you know that's what the devil wants you to do. Don't do that. You know, that's what I want to do. Well, I know you want to do it, but don't do it. Don't give in to the feeling. You are a saint. You are a child of God. You're saved and sanctified. You holy, ghost, seal, and fire about that. Don't let the devil defile you. Don't let the, don't let the devil put deceitfulness in you. He said by the deceitfulness of sin, because sin is deceiver. Sin will make like it's okay. Sin ain't gonna never tell you this wrong. Sin ain't gonna never tell you what you fit to do it wrong. Sin ain't gonna tell you yeah do it. It's okay. It's okay. God will forgive you. Go ahead and do it. But do not be defiled by the deceitfulness of sin. But encourage one another to keep God's word.
0: Encourage one
1: another to hang on in there. Romans 1 and 12. But it that I may encourage together with you, among you, each of us by, the, by others' faith, both yours and mine. That it that I may be encouraged, Paul said, together with you. other words, I'm encouraged with you. You're encouraged with me. I come today, we might encourage each other, Paul, say. You encourage me, I encourage you, because this journey is hard. This journey is rough. I done been stoned. I done been shipwrecked. I have been beaten left to dead. But here you are with open arm to take care of me and uh, to soothe me and, and, and to dock on me and and, and to minister to me. I am encouraged. I am encouraged to have somebody like you on my side that is for me and not against me. And that's what we have to do, encourage folks, encourage folks. Quit, quit, quit doubting everybody. Quit making it hard for people. Quit making it hard. And you that making it hard for your preacher to preach, you that making it hard for your pastor to preach, I pray for you right now that you stop. For the Bible said, woe unto you. That's what the Bible said. The Bible said, woe unto you that make it hard for your pastor to preach. His job is to get, to get your soul from earth to glory. His job is to, is, is to get you prepared for eternal life. And here you were talking about it. Here you shouting light in the name. Here you running them down. Here you were cutting them in the back. Here you are just throwing thumb and block anyway. Here you are trying to belittle him and never say nothing encouraging, making it hard for him to preach the word of God to you when all he's trying to do is show you love. That other way, it ain't going to go well with you. Things ain't going to work in your favor. Blessings ain't going to come with your way like you want to. Your blessings are going to be stunned. Your blessings are going to be stopped. The Bible said, woe, woe unto you. You When God say, woe, that, that don't sound good. That word don't sound good in no way. The word woe don't sound good, No, but when God used that word, he said, woe unto you that make it hard for your pastor to preach for your past, I put your past. I gave you a pastor out of my own heart. I put him over you. I didn't put you over him. I put him over you. And here you is making it hard for him to preach. Woe unto you. My last uh, scripture, 1 Thessalonians four eighteen. Therefore, comfort one another. What the word? What word? We're leaving here one day. Oh, we're going to get on the gospel ship. We're leaving here one day. This is not our home. Uh-huh. So I was told a long time ago when I started out in the ministry, the leader told me, he said, son, he said, he said, Were, word it, word it, word your garment like a loose vessel. Wear it like a loose, don't, don't wear this world so tight around you. He said, wear this world like a loose vessel. Some folk got this world so tight on them that when the Holy Ghost come to wrap the church, they ain't going to be able to go because the world going to be holding them down. They're going to be so tight up in the world they can't even get out that garment. But you need to wear your word, wear this world loose. Ah, oh, by shit. You need to wear this world loose. This world to be loose on you. So when the Holy Ghost come and wrap the church, you can come out of this world and meet him in the huh. For the Bible said, he that love the world hate God. For the love of the world is the love of the flesh the lust of the lies, and the pride of life. So we need to lose this stuff and let it go. We need to encourage one another that you didn't come this far now to give up. You didn't come this far to quit now. I know we've yet got a ways to go, but I encourage you to hold on. Paul said encourage one another. I encourage you to hold on. Get your eyes on the bright and morning star. Get your eyes back on the Lord. Quit looking at your sickness. Quit looking at your failure. Quit looking at your defeat. Quit looking at what people are doing to you. Quit looking at what people are saying about you. Quit looking at what you heard people say about you. And get your eye back on God, the author and finish of your faith, the lifter up your head, your joy, your peace, your confidence, your way maker, your problem solver, your mind regulator. He's still God. He's your heavenly father. And you his child. And he got your back. Yes he is. He got your back. He got your back. I believe it was Jeremiah twenty nine eleven. Said he know his thoughts. God said, I know my thoughts. God ain't got to say nothing, but he said, I know my thoughts concerning you. Thoughts are good and not evil. Thought to prosper you. Thought to bring you to a to an expected end. Do you not know that God is thinking good at you right now? Whether you're laying in your bed, whether you're sitting on your couch, whether you're at work tonight, God is thinking good of you. He's he expecting good things of you. He ain't sitting here thinking about how he's going to punish you for what you've done a few moments ago. He ain't he thinking about that. He he said he's quick. quick he's slow to ain't going quick to forgive. All you got to do is ask him forgive you for whatever you've done. He'll forgive you right then and throw things thing right on back over. And he calls thought for you is you prosper, His thoughts for you that you haven't expected in. God thought for you that you come out victorious. So, I tell you in my closing. Change your conversation, change how you're talking, watch what you say, change your words. Start talking different. Quit talking all that doubt. Doubt in the morning, doubt in the evening, doubt all day. Quit talking all that doubt. That doubt is poisoning you. That doubt is weakening your faith. That doubt is stunning you. That doubt is taking away your praise. So turn your complaint into a praise. Turn your complaints into a praise. Lift up your head that hang down. Straighten out your fever. Know that God gonna bring you out. Know that you already evicted. He said we were more than a conqueror. That's what Paul said. Ain't he came out yet? And Paul said we are more than a conqueror. He said speak those things ain't as though they would. Paul said we are more than a conqueror. I know you ain't conquered yet, but you gonna conquer. And when you do conquer, you gonna more than come out victorious. You are more than a conqueror. You are more than a winner. Uh huh. You know you already you already the one, but it don't look like it. But you did. So you ought to claim that, claim it. So I'm already victorious. I'm already coming out of this. I already feel better. I already got the victory. Huh, how about this one here? It's already all right. No, that's a good one right there. It's already all right. Don't wait till it get right, but go ahead and say it now. It's already all right. I don't, I don't know what your English teacher is going to say about that, but Go ahead. That's what we're going to say. It's already all right. To know that God already done made it all right. So he don't want into our future and set things in order. That it's going to be all right. It won't be long. A few more rides and sit of the sun. And you're going to find out that everything is going to be all right. God did not bring you this up. Look at what he done brought you to. Boy, we have a reminisce And we had to go back into the past. Look at what he done brought you to. Through many dangers towards the snare. You don't came through stuff other people didn't even come through. Well, other people have gave up. Well, other people throw it in the towel. Well, other people have quit it. You hanged on in there. You thought you had done it yourself, but it won't you. It was God. It was God. It was God. It was God. We got old old said, who did it? Said God did it. It was God that did it. He did it for me, and he did it for you. Precious Father, we come to you now in the name of Jesus. Say, Thank you for the message this afternoon. Encourage yourself. Learning how to encourage yourself. That's what we need, God. Learn to learn how to encourage ourselves. We always talking doubt. We talking we're always talking discouragement. We always looking down on ourselves, looking down on others, letting others make us walk around with our head hung down, making others think we didn't see. But David came to a conclusion. David, you realize As long as he's acting like he acted, won't nothing going to happen. He had to believe that his wife was not dead. He had to believe that his sons and daughters weren't dead. He had to believe that for his men. Because the Bible said he was greatly distressed. Because his men talking about stoning him to death. Because they they were blaming David. They were blaming David, God, for what was going on. But David looked beyond the break. He looked beyond the hurt. He looked beyond the children and called for the apple, and asked you what is all right to pursue. And you told him to pursue? And he shall recover all. He encouraged himself by encouraging himself. He encourages men. I pray now for the radio world that you would that this world would encourage them, O oh God, to lift up their bowed down here. and know, O oh God, that everything gonna be all right. You got it, God. You're gonna. You not gonna fix it. You are fixing it. In the name of Jesus, strengthen the way they wait, build them up what may be torn down, and surely all the honor, all the glory, and all the praise, God. He shall be died. In Jesus' name we pray and thank you. Amen. Amen. Amen
0: and amen. Thank you, Pastor.
1: Yes, good night. You're welcome.
0: It is Ryan here and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like are you a fist pumper, a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver?